0: Greetings and salutations, my beautiful souls and spirits. Before we get to our regularly scheduled programming, I just wanted to say the audio quality in this episode is not going to be A1. Just trying out some new mics, see how it would go. Did not have the crispiest of quality. But as always, we're here for the content and the beneficial bricks, which of course I am always providing for you. So without further ado, Enjoy the episode on this episode of Menstruction. We need that. Now, why are so many of us lost? Because we don't have a fucking guide. It's easy to get lost when you don't have directions. That's why Apple Maps fucking sucks. (laughs) It's easy to get lost when you don't have direction. And for those that do to point the finger at us to say, we are all lost. We are all moving in the wrong direction. We are all making strides regressively. Is this and disgusting? Because at what point did you step up to provide guidance? But it is what it is. This is where we find ourselves now. It was a brick by brick and a stone by stone Rome wasn't built in a day, it wasn't done alone See, the spirit is the merit and the mind is the home It takes a whole village to get a child out this home, yes To be a great man without good instructions A surefire way to lead a life of destruction Let's be honest, sit down and tune in Put an hour of your life into some instruction Greetings and salutations, my beautiful souls and spirits. Coming through your airways right now is the host with the most, bringing you toast in a ghost, black velvet, and this is the place to be, Menstruation, the place where you spend an hour of your time each week and get provided a beneficial brick to fortify the structure that is you incorporated. and. Just to go right off of that and jump right into it, I really want to talk about what is menstruation. What does menstruction actually stand for? Not the term, but the basis and essence behind it. Why do I every episode open with giving you a beneficial brick to fortify the structure that is you? What does that really mean? Why is that important? I want to go right into that. One of the things that I've seen in my life that has regularly unsettled me and that has driven a lot of how I navigate and the things that I choose to pursue, including this platform, is the reverence of men and more so the lack of a positive reverence of men. Now, I know there are a lot of things that have transpired over some decades and different political ramifications legal ramifications that then lead to societal and cultural differences. I understand all of that. I don't necessarily want to go into that. But the point that I want to take away from all that is my generation, Gen Z, as well as the millennial generation now act as the case studies to measure and analyze the effects of some of those changes. Things like what I covered in a previous episode, the liberalization of divorce law. Things like the welfare system being chopped up and reformed and deregulated and re-regulated. Things like the incredibly increasing cost of college education, the student loan crisis. Things like there being more programs to pacify and palliate disadvantages of women that disproportionately disadvantage men who also are in need. And that's not even just talking about men in a minority group. That's just men as a whole. I mean, the statistic as it stands current day, there are more women that attend college than men. That's including white men who are usually leading that charge in the first place. These are the things that are occurring right now that are affecting our generations. And that to me is indicative of a larger trend of the disillusionment of the necessity of a man, the presence of a man, the expectations of a man. And see, for me, it's always been a question. I've always had so many questions, in part because like a lot of men, I didn't have those strong, bold, exemplary male role models in my life for a myriad of different reasons, in part because I lost my father before I was born, in part because I was raised by strong individualistic women in part because in growing up, I've had the opportunity to meet a lot of different kinds of men from different walks of life who have imparted things on me, whether they realize it or not, some positive, some not so much. And now being able to see and me myself being able to develop my own self-image and understand that I don't feel the extent, I, I don't feel the wholeness of my worth. I don't feel the wholeness of my worth. I feel like if life is a race and you have two teams going head to head, the male team and the woman's team, the women's team gets to start 100 meters ahead. And even though the male team, because we are biologically stronger, our bones are denser, our muscle mass is larger, we can make up that 100 meters and still come out with a W, we'll still be vilified, even though we already started with a disadvantage. And I want to make this clear. The first distinguishing point I want to make as well. I do not identify with manosphere, red spill, space. And I said red spill on purpose. I think there are some great things that come out of the, the rhetoric that comes out of that community. And I understand it's necessity and why it exists. And that's actually something I'm going to cover in an episode coming soon. So stay tuned. But I do believe that there's a feeling that just exists, whether it's a matter of whether it manifests in spite for the presence of women and, and misogyny, if it manifests in the self-hatred that a lot of men have that turned them to violence, that turned them to massacres that turn them to war, if it's you know, them turning to self-deleting themselves off of earth.exe, those kinds of things have that effect. So whether it manifests in 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 that space, there is to me an undeniable undertone and I would say general lived experience amongst men from my generation and the millennial generation where You just always feel a little displaced. You always feel a little uncomfortable. You always feel a little underappreciated. You've already been labeled as doing wrong before you even learned what the wrong is and what that looks like. In other words, you haven't even been allotted the opportunity and space to make mistakes to learn and grow as everyone else does because your mistakes will be amplified by a factor of 10 when adjudicated in the court of public opinion. And I'm aware it's a very nuanced conversation. There are a lot of things that go into the gynocentrism of our society. The direction it's moving in. And I don't want to change that. I don't want to disrupt that. I think it's inevitable. I think it's going to happen. And I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. But I do feel like there is an effect that it's taking on all of us and There aren't enough people that for one thing care about it and for two, that actively want to do something to change it, that have the resources to make those changes. And that goes back to my original point. Our generations are now case studies. And I don't know if that was intentional or not, but now we have become the case studies of all of those things that change the roles and expectations and communication between men and women. It's always unsettled me. I've always had so many questions. I've always wanted to. I, I, I guess I want to be part of the case study, right? I don't want to just be the case study. <laughs> I don't want to be the variable that's being evaluated. I want to be part of the case study because it occurred to me at a young age that we are indeed that case study. And there are some people who recognize that and they manipulate the variables to see which outcomes they can get. And I, I, I love social experiments and seeing how people move and how people act and react to things and how that is indicative of larger psych- psychological and sociological phenomena. And so much to learn from that. And so the fact that that's what we were deemed without our consent, hell, without us even being existent at the time that these decisions were being made, but we still have to bear the brunt of it single handedly seems unfair to me. And so in my mind, I've always been like, well, I want to be part of the group of people that are doing the studying, the scientists, psychologists, whoever metaphorically speaking, that is. I wanna be on that side. If I gotta be the subject being tested, I also wanna be part of the people who are evaluating the results because the people evaluating the results truly get to determine what the outcome and the effect of the study is. However they report their findings is how it's going to be interpreted. Because yes, facts are empirical and objective, but the presentation of facts always has bias. I say all that to say, menstruation is the experiment. Consider menstruation to be the laboratory. The conversations are the experiments. And we, that being the individuals that tune in and the individuals that engage in the conversation with us are the scientists, the researchers. To recognize that we are the case study, but to also now engage in the study and learn so that we can take our analyzed results and use them for the better. We're being studied and analyzed and the results are being used to further certain agendas that are only deteriorating our communities, our self-worth, our perception, let's keep it 100%, our mental health, our finances, our stability, and the effects are there. At this point, this conversation isn't even all that taboo anymore. When I was growing up, this conversation was still happening, but it was still more of a taboo subject. Some people acknowledge it, some people didn't. It wasn't a worldwide conversation. Now it is. And I'm glad we're getting here. The fact that women predominantly attend universities now, there's something that there's something to be said from that. There's an indication there. Suicide rates, the highest being of men, which Arguably, you could say it would be the case just because there are more men that attempt it, fine. But why is it that the highest group of men committing suicide is black men? It's these kinds of things. The divorce rate, there's a conversation to be had there. It's not just about, or it shouldn't just be centered around women being able to do more, having the freedom to live their lives and experience things in a way that they previously were not able to. That's part of it. But we got to talk about the other side. What is the effect that that has on the men? What? How does that change our perception of the unity of marriage, the communication and connection you have with women? How to express that? How to explore that? Menstruction is here to be that case study of all those questions, because what is a case study for? It's because there's a hypothesis, there's a premise, there's a question. It's a relatively complex issue that takes a usually a certain amount of time, usually 5, 10, 20 years to study, in part because we have to track trends over time to find patterns to be able to evaluate the issue, but also because you want to have the correct the correct population to evaluate as well, to get as accurate of results as possible. I want to do that, but with the questions that we have and with the things that we have to deal with now, because the culture as it stands, that seems to be pushed upon the men of Gen Y and Z is that we just ain't it, that we have to walk on eggshells at all times, that we're missing the mark, that we are suddenly more dangerous, that we are less, we have a lessen propensity for marriage. Uh, The list goes on. And so that's where you see things like your red spillers, your manosphere space, as well as the other side that I don't think enough emphasis gets put into the elevation of simp culture and what that actually means to look at it in a joking, you know, meme space, but like truly what the essence behind men who truly believe that It's their responsibility, and they can find their value in kowtowing to all of the whims and requests of women, no matter how unreasonable, no matter how unmeaning and devaluing. Has sim culture existed forever? Absolutely. But for it to be elevated in the way that it is, and for it to almost now be the opposing force to what happens in the manospheric space is mind-boggling. The fact that it has that much presence is mind boggling that there are people who truly have ruined their lives and also encourage other people to dismember portions of themselves for that is mind boggling. And the fact being that a lot of the people in both of those communities are disingenuous. Some of them don't even live it, but they get behind it and distribute it to us because they know the position that we're in. They know how unstable we are and how disillusioned we are about who we are and what we should stand for. And they also know the division that it sows between us. There's an agenda. There's always been. I don't believe that we have to continue to suffer from it. We should get involved, learn the system, and use it the same way that they are, except what we take away and what we learn from it give it back to ourselves do the right things with it elevate ourselves correct these wrongs and develop our culture because i don't believe we can move backwards and i don't believe we should move backwards people get in this conversation and they come at it from the perspective of men back in the world war era the era you know the boomers And before them that's when real men existed fdr teddy roosevelt reagan that's when men were real men that's also when women knew their place we're not there that's just not the world we live in anymore we can't look backwards and i don't think we should look backwards and try to move that way we have to move forward but that doesn't mean that we cannot be better than what we are and that also doesn't mean that everything has to get flipped on its head and now men everywhere have to submit to everything that women say. Men everywhere have to feel like they are lesser than, less important, unnecessary in a society that they built. There, There's no reason to believe that. And there's no reason to accept that. That doesn't have to be the case. But because there are far too many people who have the resources to actually facilitate that being the case, to actually fortify the right culture that are doing it for their own selfish motives, and that are using us as their cultural guinea pigs, we have to take that upon ourselves. We have to realize that we are the rats in the cage. We have to realize that we are the specimens being watched, being experimented upon, being evaluated, and that the crux of the experiment relies on us reacting to the stimuli provided, to the variables being provided to us. But when we can get to that point where we can recognize that and have that level of self-actualization and autonomy to say, hey, I'm not the fucking guinea pig. I'm not going to continue to be treated as such. Just like in those experiments where the specimen realizes that it's being tested and starts to game the system. The rat that they're giving cocaine realizes, hey, if I do X, Y, and Z, they're going to give me that cocaine. There's that level of self-awareness we have to have. Instead of reacting, not being reactive, being proactive. Because when we're reactive, we're giving them something to evaluate. When we're proactive, we are taking the narrative ourselves. We're taking the initiative ourselves. So bringing it back full circle, that's what this is about. To take very common concepts and conversations that I know for a fact and believe we young men are having with each other in our ranks, on our platforms, in our spaces, but taking them and analyzing them and jumping into a deeper conversation so that we can create our own case study and evaluate the results. And so that we can hopefully help more of the rats in their cages realize that A, you are a rat in the cage and being treated as such, but also you can take advantage. You can change the outcome of that experiment. You have that power. This is a second point. Another reason for creating this platform and wanting to engage in these conversations, I believe that the people who have set a lot of these things in motion didn't think about the following generations. The things that the boomers did and the changes that they made that affected our society, they didn't consider how that would affect Gen X. There were things that Gen X did that they didn't consider how that was going to affect millennials and Gen Z. And there might be a myriad of reasons why that is. Maybe they didn't feel that the impact would be what it was. Maybe they were trying to right the wrongs that they felt they incurred from previous generations. Maybe they didn't give a fuck at all. Separate conversation. But we now have enough generations removed following the introduction of a lot of these changes, the introduction and creation of the social experiment, that we can now start to evaluate some of the results. We are now parsing out the results. We are the results. We can have that self-awareness to understand that we are the experiment, that we are the guinea pigs, and that this is the outcome. We have enough awareness and resources to change it for the next. We don't have to continue this cycle. That's something that has worried me from pre-adolescence. Every generation has heard it to an extent. Oh man, this generation is lost. Although the lost generation was decades ago, that generation was called the lost generation. So they've been saying it for a long time. And so that's kind of easy to brush off. Okay. Yeah. Everybody says that, but on a more interpersonal level, I have felt afraid for and terrified of what the outcomes are gonna be for us. What we're actually going to achieve and provide to this world that we live in, to our communities, to our societies, to our culture. What's, what, what's actually gonna come out of that? And then moreover, what are the effects of that for the next batch of men, for the next generation of men? Or to even bring it more personally, how will that affect our kids? Those of us that have sons, how is that going to affect them? Because that's going to be the most direct transition. But then how will that affect their kids? Right? Those kinds of things we have to think about now as we're trying to figure out what kind of men we're becoming and we're going to be as we now are looking at the men of before who didn't have those considerations. And didn't consider, how will that affect my son, my grandsons, my great-great-grandsons, which is us. There are so many crises. And that's not even me being hyperbolic. They are quite literally labeled as crises that we are faced against. Mental health crisis. The opioid crisis. the, The declining birth rate, essentially. Things that directly affect us, but are also direct results of how we move and interact with our society as men. The dating crisis, that might be a little extreme though. I don't know if that's a crisis necessarily, but these are the things that we have to contest with, contend with, excuse me, and we are contesting. (laughs) This is where we find ourselves. Uh, It's a lot. It is a lot. It's a lot to bear. It's a lot to try to comprehend while also trying to figure out who you are and what you want to become, not even understanding the circumstances presented to you before you could even make those considerations. It is, and the ramifications of all those things is a lot to consider. By no means do I feel like that should be something that overwhelms us to the degree that it does. And that makes us as confused as we are. It shouldn't have to be that way. And I want to make this very clear, too, because I'm aware of this. I don't want to sound like I'm the young, overly optimistic character here. I'm aware that we can't change all of these things ourselves in our generation. And I'm aware that a lot of these things are multifaceted issues that take a lot of different changes and tweaks to rectify. I'm aware of all of that. All that I am asking that I am trying to engage in is that we do do our part and make a noble effort because I just feel from what I've seen and the conversations that I have and just the overall feeling I feel as a young man that a lot of us are submitting to it. There's a submission where we're just gonna get in line and get on board and ride the wave and that's not gonna work and that's not to disregard or belittle those who actually are taking consideration of these things. My next major point about menstruction, because indicative of all of the things that I've just addressed is a lack of proper role models, strong, exemplary male role models, for the rest of us. Because see, again, going back to those that have created this case study and who are benefiting from this case study, there's a lack of accountability that allows all of this to exist. No one truly holding them accountable and they not holding themselves accountable puts a lot of this in place by not having those role models by not having those strong voices, by not having those leaders, by not having those philosopher type, that mentorship, right? Can I just break, let me just break something down real quick. And this might be a little cheesy, but follow me anyways, because mentorship is a terrible thing to not have in your life. I think as a young adult period, whether you're male or female. And the reason is just to break down the word. Yeah, I'm going to be this guy for a second. Men tour. Okay, what is, you already know what a man is, a male type humanoid. That's the man. The tour part, although it is T-O-R, let's make it T-O-U-R. What is a tour? It's an exploratory trip of a specific place usually. So to create the metaphor, you need a guide. Just like when you go to tour colleges in your senior year of high school, And you have those guys that take you to all the hot spots, right? They don't show you everything, but they show you all the highlights of the university. This is where great things happen. These are the historical parts. This is where you'll spend time. This is where where you will live, where you will eat, so on and so forth. Here are some of the things that surround the campus that you can engage in. You have a guide that takes you through those things to give you an idea of what to expect when you make that move, if you decide to come to that university, what you can expect. Now, I'm going to show you everything because there are some things you're going to figure out on your own, how to get to specific buildings for specific classes, at what time of day it's better to go this way than it is to go that way, people who are here who aren't here, where activities happen. Those things you'll figure out on your own, but you'll come in with that understanding of, okay, I have a base expectation and understanding of where those things happen. The same that needs to happen for us in our lives as we're developing what to expect, what you should be doing, what is expected of you as a man when you get out here, who you need to be, what you need to expect, the uh, the qualities you need to exude and exemplify. You need that. You need your tour guide to do that. You need your man to give you the tour. You need your mentor to give you a man tour. Here he is. we need that now why are so many of us lost because we don't have a fucking guide it's easy to get lost when you don't have directions that's why apple maps fucking sucks (laughs) it's easy to get lost when you don't have direction. And for those that do to point the finger at us. To say we are all lost. We are all moving in the wrong direction. We are all making strides regressively. Is disingenuous and disgusting. Because at what point did you step up to provide guidance? But it is what it is. This is where we find ourselves now. And so it takes those of us who are willing to to take that initiative ourselves with the little bit of information we have and the little bit of experience we have and piece that together with the examples that we can, to some degree, understand and retain guidance from that we can read about if we're lucky or whatever the case may be and to combine all of that and try to create a new path forward. And again, I do not want to diminish or belittle those who do do that. There are some men who do properly fulfill that capacity and are doing their due diligence but there aren't enough you can't have 15 great leaders of a whole generation or at least you can't do so given how communication works now the internet exists it's too easy to lose somebody's attention to someone else or to something else or to another subcommunity of a subcommunity. so you just need more voices overall We don't have enough of that, enough of them. And it's hurting us. It's hurting us. It's amazing to me how many people can see the bugs, but not the feature. They can see all of the offshoots of the things that are affecting us because it affects everything. It affects how women move. Our interactions with them, the things they're able to like all of those things get addressed. But when it comes back to the man side of it, those conversations get quashed like it's not important, like it's not it's just not it's not paramount to the rest of it. Like it's not an essential to the equation. It is. It's a part of it. It's not the whole thing, but it's a crucial part. And so this is me just trying to do my part to facilitate that. This is me doing my part to try to facilitate some of that necessary change to be part of that crusade, because there are people who are genuinely trying to do the right thing that get it, that see it, that are aware of it and want to make those changes. Those people exist. There are the people who are trying to be the change in the world that they want to see. The right and necessary change. So that's where I see things being. That's how I see things existing. In our space. That is how I view our reality. So menstruation, at its essence of the term is about constructing a better culture, an improved culture, a progressive culture, a fertile, diversified Culture. For young men. For us men. Because in the same vein. That women. Are not monolithic. And don't want to be revered as such. Men are not either. And it just saddens me. That that is the perception. A lot of the time. So stay here. Stay tuned. If you want to be part of. That change. If that means anything to you. If any of that so stay tuned. If any of those items, those issues that I stated mean something to you, engage. Jump into the conversation. Stay locked in because that's what we're pushing for. To create yet another structure, to fortify the structure that is you. That's what that means. Men are the structures of civilizations. No matter how archaic and primordial they try to make that sound. To diminish the importance, the presence of men, that is the reality. It is nothing to be ashamed of. And we have to retain. That virtue, I think of us as the pillars of the Roman Colosseum, fortify the structure that is you. Those words were chosen very intentionally. It's not just about creating the structure that is you. It's not about a cult. It's not about a deified religion. I'm not trying to create anyone. That impetus is put on you and it should be. It's not to create certain kinds of men, it's to fortify, to strengthen what you are built upon and what you can stand for and to strengthen you to be able to weather the storms that will come. That's what menstruction means. And that's what we're gonna keep doing. And so, in closing, I will just say, this has been another episode of men's structure. the place where the men of today fortify and create the structures for the men of tomorrow. And now you know what it all means. I go by Black Velvet. I love each and every one of you. Peace.